Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. We are back. We are back. Welcome in to the final play with Mikey Clutch. I'm your host, Mikey Clutch. Joined today with Justin Matthews. That's right. Back at it again. Justin, how you been, bro? What you been up to? How's life? Uh, life's pretty good, man. Just uh, working and, you know, enjoying the summer. So, ready to get back to some football. Yeah, man, we we get we had a little taste of preseason, even though it, it doesn't technically count as preseason, but it is, uh, just basically because all the starters don't even play. But we had the Jets and the Browns in that Hall of Fame game. Obviously, wasn't really much entertainment out of it as Aaron Rodgers and Watson don't play, but it's all good. Um, so we got a good show. We'll talk about quarterback episodes, like what we took away from episodes four through six. We got. Some, you know, news coming out of Cincinnati camp. Like I said, we'll break down the, not break down, but we'll just discuss the Jets-Browns. And then also talking about Ronnie James and his cardiac arrest at a USC workout um, a a few weeks ago. So um, that's probably where we're going to start. You know, Ronnie just collapsed. He was in the hospital, went to the ICU, and it's kind of alarming. You know, he's a as young as he is, he's probably had the best doctors and trainers taking care of him throughout his whole entire sports career with, you know, your dad being LeBron James and being able to afford and, you know, get all the grade A and you know, help that he can get um, to keep him healthy. And yeah, at his, at Bronny's age, with all the help, he still had that cardiac arrest. And uh, he, he's obviously out of the hospital now doing much better. But yeah, the, the thing that's kind of cloudy now is LeBron James, like last goal, it seems like it's to play with Bronny in the NBA. And this kind of, puts that in jeopardy depending on how Bronny's health, you know, advances uh, until then, he, you know, he's supposed to play with USC basketball this year. LeBron was ranting and raving that this is going to be a good year for that team. And again, it's all up in the air now with, with Bronny's health and, and seeing if he can recover fully and be able to get out on the court without any potential, you know, collapse again. Yeah, man. Um, very sad and unfortunate. You hate to hear uh anything like that, uh, especially from a guy who's still, you know, so young. Um, how old is he? Uh, seventeen, eighteen? Is he even eighteen yet? He he he's got to be. Yeah, either I would say eighteen. Um, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, he's he eighteen. Just, yeah, 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 eighteen because he he just graduated. So, yeah, man. You know, um. Like I said, you hate to hear uh, news like like that, whether it's LeBron's kid or, you know, anybody. 
But um, the last I heard, he was in stable condition. So um, that was about a, a week and a half ago. So uh, hopefully he's doing better. And I also heard he was uh, considering, I think, sitting out his first semester or something like that, um, like completely from nothing sports-wise or uh, not even academics-wise. I think he just going to rest. So uh, that's probably the best course of action, um, considering that happened at such a young age. Um, we all just saw DeMar Hamlin return to um, training camp, took his, his first reps since uh, what happened with, with his cardiac arrest a few months ago. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man, um, at this point, this is, I think they they taking the the right steps to um, prolong his future. So, uh, you know, shout out to the USC team being right there and, you know, acting as fast as they did. And I just hope that we eventually get to see um, him and LeBron play together. And I hope that regardless, uh, he's healthy and um, he gets to fulfill his dream of playing in the, in the NBA. So, you know, all prayers to Bronny and uh, the James family. Yeah, I definitely want to see him get back to 100% and continue his basketball career because, again, it's a young career. Hasn't even really started yet, basically. You know, obviously he uh, played a lot in high school, but, you know, he was on the up and up. It, he was start his stock, draft stock was starting to rise. He's getting better every year, as you would expect and you would hope to see. But the scary thing is about these cardiac arrests is there is no previous signs of, like, you know, like your health. You just don't see these early signs of going into a cardiac arrest. It just happens. He was... Yeah, you know, before this happened, he was fully healthy, no heart problems, nothing was yep. diagnosed. You know, and it—it's it, just—it's—it's—it's it's scary. It, it's very scary to see that this literally can happen to anyone at any moment, with a full healthy bill behind you. You know, and exactly. so uh, again, prayers out to Bronny James, fully recovery. Like, let, let's get back on that core. Hopefully, he could play. Doesn't ha have this happen to him ever again, and his dreams of, you know, playing in the NBA are, are still in his, you know, control. his eyesight and in his, yeah, in his control. So yeah, prayers out to him. Moving on another injury, but of the leg kind, Joe Burrow in practice in, in, in yeah, in camp rolls out, pulls up because he starts limping, pulls up, non-contact, in practice, and it, it was later found out it's a calf strain. Mm -hmm. Zach Taylor said he'd be out a few, several weeks. Um, and Jamar Chase came out, and, and he was talking to Andrew Siciliano and Brian Balden, Baldinger on the NFL Network, when and they asked him, you know, have you talked to Joe about the injury and what he might, you know, what he should do? And Jamar Chase basically was like, yeah, in all honesty, I told Joe to even miss week one and don't even play week one. Um, Baldinger, you know, followed that up by saying, yeah, you want him there week 20 in the championship game. And, and Jamar Chase is absolutely, listen, don't rush back. It's first game of the season. You know, he, he Burrow missed all of camp, or basically all of camp last year with uh, the uh, appendix surgery uh and you know it took him a few weeks the, the first few weeks were rough in the regular season for Cincinnati but hey they caught fire once Joe got 
in the groove of things. And, you know, it's going to suck that this is going to be basically his third preseason missed. And, and this is his fourth year in the league because, again, that second training camp, his second year, he was recovering from that ACL tear. So I, I agree with Chase. You know, he J- Chase even took an extra week last year with his hip injury, and then he came back and didn't miss any more time. So I, I agree. Don't worry about week one. It's against Cleveland anyway with the way Cincinnati's defense played last year, and uh, they might be able to get by week one because week one's always sloppy. It, it can go either way. Coming out of training camp, all these teams, uh, it, it, it's just – it's still an extension of the preseason, basically week one. So, um, yeah, I hope he, I hope he heals up properly and does take the necessary time and doesn't rush it. But I think Burrow, being as smart as he is, he knows his body, and I, I don't think he would go out there risking, you know, in uh, a worse injury week one when he knows he wants to win that championship. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, yeah, I mean. Nobody is um, – I mean, of course, you want him to get the reps, but this man hasn't been to a Super Bowl and he done beat the Chiefs three times in a row. Like, Burrow is uh, – he's going to be fine. Um, this ain't like the KD situation uh, where they in the finals or, you know, it's not like they in the playoffs and you got to play a game where you you really – you playing or not is contingent upon if your team going to win a championship, you know – or move on to the, to the next round. This ain't one of those situations where he's forced to go out and, you know, actually play right now. Yeah, if you got the option to sit out, this is your franchise, this is your future, sit out. There's no reason, it's no pressure for him to play, and, and luckily it's just a strain. And calf, I don't, like, nothing in that area. Calf, uh, lower leg, shin, nothing. Nothing in that area. Um, I think ACL is, like, prob- not ACL, um, Achilles, I, I think that's probably the worst injury. Yeah. It's it's um granted they got better medicine to you know um combat it than they did back in the day, but it's still just a hell of an injury, man. Uh that we've seen people come back completely different, not be able to jump the same, not be able to move the same. Um, all off of that. Are you frozen? Oh, you was like extremely still for a minute. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I love there, but no, uh, yeah, man, Burrow, uh, yeah, it's no, it's no pressure on him to to come back. So I agree. Um, week one, especially division, uh, game, um, you you kind of fairly know your opponent. Like you said, it's gonna be sloppy. Even everybody, even they're gonna be trying to figure out, okay, what are we good at? Trying to you know create identity for um themselves. Um, so I mean, uh, yeah, it's no, it's no rush for him to come back. On top of that, another point, um contract man we just seen herbert get the most lucrative deal in nfl history and you would think uh joe burrow is next in line so um another reason to not play why would i risk myself if if if, if i was already you know what i mean like why would you risk that like okay now i'm, I'm injured let's we need to get this figured out figured out now so this is a perfect time so um that's gonna play a big role in it too and yeah i, I say man you hold out for as long as you can and uh, get, make sure you definitely get your money, too. So, uh, yeah, man, you're going to be all right, though. Luckily, it's just a strain. Yeah, luckily, it's a strain. And and, and like you said, right, the Browns are still going to be figuring out their their shit. Because to me, I, I've already said it, I, I, I still think Deshaun Watson, it's going to take him until week eight, week nine this year for <laughs> him to get back to what we were used to seeing in Houston. You know, Damn, him at Pro Bowl. 
I, I think so because listen, last year he was very shaky. He looked uncomfortable. He wasn't Absolutely. you know taking what was that two years? He, he wasn't playing football. So yeah. I, I think it, it's going to take him a little bit because I that's why I think Deshaun should be playing a lot more in the preseason. I, I know he's worth a lot of money and you sign him to a big deal and you don't want him hurt. He needs those reps. He needs those reps. He really needs those reps. Like uh, he, I think needs to get on the same page with all those players before the season, because I think week eight, nine for the Browns is going to be too late, possibly, uh, especially in that division, which that's one of the toughest divisions in football still to this day. But um, yeah, so hopefully the Bengals can do without Burrow until he gets back. Uh, again, earlier in the season, I, I feel like teams can get by without star players. But as long as he's there for that playoff push and maybe a run at the division crown, depending on you know what we see from Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Um, but yeah, again, that's my guy. You know, I love Burrow. He's probably like my favorite quarterback in the league to watch. I, I just... I don't know what it is. I, I just love his attitude. I love the way he plays. I love the confidence. Like he he borders on the uh, on the side of uh, like confidence and cocky, uh, but he doesn't overstep that boundary, right? Like he 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 knows. Yeah. Like he's very aware. He's very self aware, which uh, I think a quarterback needs to be uh, even off the field. Um, so moving on, let's get into this uh, Cleveland Browns and, and Jets Hall of Fame game, twenty twenty three. In Canton, Ohio, so basically a home game for uh, Cleveland. It's not too far. Uh, man, I will say it, it was nice seeing uh, going out and seeing Jerry Rice retire and, and get inducted to the Hall of Fame, going to Canton. It, it, I recommend it at least once in your lifetime to go see. Um, going in that, you know, where all the busts are and, and seeing all of them, it, it was pretty damn cool. Uh, but, yeah, we got the Jets, Browns. We already mentioned no Rodgers, no Watson. <laughs> Um, but we did get Zach Wilson for a little bit, and he looked decent. Uh, obviously, not a, a big sample size. He, he threw the ball five times, but uh, 60% completion percentage. He, uh, You said he had a nice throw. I didn't get to watch all of it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, man, I uh, would, would you did you like anything from Zach Wilson in, in the short time he was out there? I'm sorry, Mike. Said it one more time. Kind of went up. I said, uh, did did you see anything you liked about Wilson? Even though you know it, it, he was out there for a um, short period of time. Um, not particularly. Um, like a like a, uh, he had the one good throw. Um, I I I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna take that away from him. It, it it was a good throw. Um, I think I give more credit to the receiver. He made a pretty pretty solid catch um nothing changes for me man I still don't trust him I didn't like him coming out necessarily I think uh he was exactly what he kind of ended up being I mean, I think they, they they reached for him I got a similar feeling about uh Will Levy's I feel like during the draft period it's so dry that people kind of hype uh, prospects up in their head and kind of make them into what you want them to be. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a few highlight plays and people just fall in love with it, man. But even even the guy like kind of remind me of um Jay Cutler coming out. You could see the big arm, but it's like uh he was kind of like you don't know. 
kind of, I mean, everybody's kind of a guest, but I just was never really sold on Zach Wilson. But um, yeah, Thursday night, man, it was nothing, nothing I really saw from him that really made me feel any kind of way about it. Um, Joe Thomas, uh, uh it was a um, what was it? Uh, honoring him, I guess. And, and Gerardo uh, Davis too. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Hall of Fame game, it is what it is. Um, I'm just happy to get some football, see some some actual football after all of these months. And uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't take too too much from him. I don't think Zach Wilson is um I'm not gonna completely just count him out. I don't think of course obviously he's not gonna start over over Rodgers and he's not gonna if they keep him on the on the roster, he's not gonna play until Rodgers retires. But I mean, you know, he still got the possibility to, you know, have a decent NFL career if he sits behind Rodgers, he learns. But um, yeah, particularly Thursday night, I didn't, I didn't get too much from. Him. Yeah, and honestly, to your point, like this might actually benefit Zach Wilson if the Jets end up holding on to him for the next three years, right? Um, you know, it's his second year, so he's still gonna be under contract. When if Rogers retires in the time frame, you know, the next couple of years, which is good right. because maybe this is what Zach Wilson needed. He needed to see, you know, he last year he said he looked up to Rogers. Rogers is one of his favorite quarterbacks, if not his favorite quarterback that he tried to emulate his game after. And I, I and they even played practice and scrimmage last year. Zach Wilson was very happy that he got to do that and experience that with Rogers. But now that Rogers came over. He's got to sit and watch, and I honestly think that should benefit him. Rodgers had to sit behind Favre, even though Rodgers may have been a little bit more ready than Zach Wilson at this point. But yeah, you can. Ne- it never hurts to sit behind. Oh, great! CP Super Bowl winning quarterback uh, for a couple of years and, and really gain the knowledge, you know, behind him. And, and you could kind of see that with Jimmy Garoppolo behind Tom Brady. You know, Matt Castle when he was behind Brady and he stepped in for him. When, when Brady, you know, hurt his ACL and went out for the year. So you, you got examples of quarterbacks who sat that come in. Yeah, you would love for them to start week one as a rookie and never look back. But that's just not the case because, you know, it's hard to play NFL football, especially at quarterback, which is the toughest position right out of college. The game is just faster. Uh, there's just more depth. There's more deception. It, it's you know, it's it's just harder. Every single player on the field is better than what you faced in, in college, you know. And so the, the competition is just so much higher that it, it is difficult. It's a huge learning curve. And we usually see the guys, the quarterbacks that come out as rookies and don't perform well. A lot of them do take till year three, four before they finally hit. And then they're successful. You know, there's there's a couple guys. It, it just it took them a minute to kind of get situated and get going uh, before mm-hmm. their NFL careers take off. And I think that Zach Wilson could potentially be one of those guys. But again, his confidence can't be so shot to where he never gets back to a confident guy and, and he could kind of lead a team. Over to the Brown side, Brian, uh, the Brown side of things. Kalamon, the quarterback over there, uh, he looked decent, but obviously Mon, he wasn't as highly touted as Zach Wilson uh, and, and some of these other quarterbacks. Uh, Mon was a third-round pick by Minnesota uh, a couple years ago, so uh, really not much that was really expected out of Mon. He 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 had a good college career at Texas A&M, but mm-hmm. I, 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 
I'm not too sure. Like, again, it's preseason. You can't really read too much into it. Um, these guys didn't blow the doors off or, you know, really make you your jaw drop by any amazing plays or anything. But um, it's just still fun to see that we got some football and we're a month away from the kickoff of regular season, which I just can't wait for. I think this is going to be a fun season. It, it, the young talent that we have at quarterback moving in, it's just I, I, we're almost I, – I feel like we're close to having, you know, 66 – you know, two-thirds of this league of teams having franchise quarterbacks. And that just means games are going to be better to watch, more fun, more competitive. Uh, it's just they got to get these guys right or get their talent around these young guys at least to help them out. You know, you had mentioned Tennessee. I really do like that uh, they, they got Hopkins for Levis because they're going to need a top guy like that to help, you know, smoothen the transition from college to pro football. Even though Levis, I'm with you, I think he was kind of overrated. He wasn't, you know, he didn't have a great offensive line in, at Kentucky, which, okay. But sometimes if you're a franchise guy in a, a week one starter as a rookie, you can figure those things out and, and still perform at a high level and get your team to wins in college. You know, again, the skill gap is so far, you know, between, especially at the quarterback position and then some of these other positions, you're playing against guys who won't even be drafted. I, I think you should be playing a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you, you just can't call it, man. I don't care where the, where the guy plays. Like you just can't call it. You can't, it's unexplainable. Uh, not to get too off topic, but a guy like Justin Jefferson, nobody in 2019 looked and thought, okay, Justin Jefferson is better than Jamar Chase. You can legit make an argument. I think he is. I don't mm -hmm. know why. He played with Joe Burrow in college. I don't know what the difference is. He got to the league and played with Kirk Cousins, and now he's arguably the best receiver yeah. in the league. I don't get it. I don't know why. I can't tell you why that happened. I, I don't know. I still think Jamar Chase is is is, is incredible. I'm not putting him on Justin Jefferson. I don't, I'm, I'm, that's another topic for another day. But I don't know. I don't. He's just better. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why. But um, no, I I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> and um, to go back to the Cleveland game, yeah, Kellen Mond um drafted by you know Minnesota coming out of Texas A&M. You know, I he was kind of one of those sleeper guys. I kind of wanted the Bears to get him. I remember thinking that he he had some comments. I don't know if it was about the Bears or. You know how, like, I can remember, I don't like him. I don't know what, it, he said something. I, I remember he said something. I can't remember what he said, but you know how you can remember, like, yeah, I don't, I remember not liking him, but I can't remember the reason. Mm -hmm. It's one of those with him. So I'm kind of whatever on him. I don't remember the reason, though, admittedly. But, um, no, he, I know uh, he fumbled, no, um, Schwartz. Schwartz fumbled. Uh, the offense was, was kind of, kind of mid, if I'm being honest. Uh, Schwartz fumbled on the reverse. Um, kind of play or uh, what was it like? Uh, I don't know. Schwartz fumbled. Um, Mon threw a, a, a interception. Um, he didn't. He didn't look particularly good to me. And mind you, of course, it's not like he going against first stringer. So yeah. Um, from the little bit of the game I saw, I, I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't imagine him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get too much from him. But yeah, I mean, like you said, um. We've got a lot of nice quarterbacks coming out, and uh, 
Yeah, uh, hopefully they can surround these young guys with uh, the pieces to be successful. So uh, I, I, I wonder what he would look like with the with the first stringers. But I'm still not too, like I said, I'm not too sold on on, on him either. Probably a decent backup um, for Deshaun. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. I didn't take too much from that though. Yeah, and real quick, just random. I know we didn't really talk about this. But to me, I, I do think Caleb Williams is going to be fucking amazing when he gets drafted next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you were to pick a team that is going to be really bad this year, who's probably going to have that number one over pick, number number one overall pick, who do you think is going to be the team that's going to be able to draft Caleb Williams next year? Cardinals. Think the Cardinals. Cardinals. See, I was thinking that too. But, yeah, and, and again, there's no DeAndre Hopkins. Over there, and Kyler really—that was his go-to guy um, when Hopkins was on the field and, and with, with Kyler. But yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I was thinking that too, which sucks because that means Kale's going to be in the Niners' division. I mean, unless <laughs> for some reason the Niners—I don't know—get a first-round pick from somebody that ends up being bad. Nah. But I know I—I—I I, I don't know why I want Caleb in that offense. That would just be deadly. But yeah, but I would have to agree with you. I think Arizona too. Um, yeah, I, I, I would. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, think like it's it's between the Cardinals and Tampa. Um, I know Tampa would love to have them. I can't see them being worse than the Cardinals, though, man. Like you said, they lost D Hop, uh, Kyler. Not he ain't gonna. He they probably you might as well sit him. I mean, if you want to make a late season, I, like why would you even play Kyler? Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. If they're gonna trade him or what, they might just kind of sit him for the for most of the year, uh, depending on how his uh how he's progressing with his injury. So you got no Kyler, you got no D Hop. I think Buda Baker is gonna get traded, uh, probably before the um deadline, um, because I know he asked for a uh, a trade, didn't he? He requested a, a trade. Yeah. He um, did. You got, you know, they they kind of guys like Isaiah Simmons. Kind of he he didn't pan out uh, too good. I don't know what what it is with him. They didn't kind of moved him all over uh, all over that 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 defense. So I I think by far they're gonna be the worst team. I kind of I would like to see him with Tampa with uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, if if Mike Evans stays, I think it looked like he he's staying. I ain't heard nothing. I mean anything could happen, but. I would like to see Mike Evans go to a contender, you know, somebody with a, a real quarterback, Kansas City, or, you know, I would rather see him in a different offense. But I think for sure the Cardinals are uh, they're going to probably end up end up with him. And, yeah. I mean, uh, this is maybe maybe they trade Kyler to uh, Tampa. Maybe, you know, who, who knows? Who knows, bro? But, yeah, I think for sure the Cardinals. I honestly I think Atlanta would probably be a better fit for Kyler. Um Oh, with, with Arthur Smith, I, I think Arthur Smith really needs a mobile quarterback who's accurate. Yeah. You know, I, th- yeah. I think that would be good, but I don't know. I, I don't know if the Cardinals want to trade Kyler to the NFC. Um, but because the AFC, I think, you know, is pretty stacked, or every team at least drafted or has a quarterback that they just brought in that they need to fucking see out. So I think. If Arizona's gonna get rid of Kyler and that huge contract that they just signed him for, it would probably have to be the NFC. And I and dude, honestly, I think Atlanta would be a perfect spot for him. Um, I agree. I do like Tampa just because the weapons they have. 
But Atlanta, again, Arthur Smith, you know, he did some good things with Mariota, but if Mariota was, you know, as good as Kyler, I think Atlanta could have probably took away that division. So I, I think that would be a good spot for him. Um, because, yeah, l- like I said, the AFC, there's no quarterback question right now. Um, th- th- I mean, there's questions probably, question marks for some of these teams, but all, all of these teams are most likely not going to trade for someone this year unless somebody gets injured or somebody just looks god-awful. Um, cause you, you look, you go down the line, right? I'll, I'll try and do this quickly. Bills, obviously Josh Allen, they're set Miami Tua coming back from the concussions. You know, if he stays healthy, then they're good, but they also don't have all that draft capital probably to trade for Murray Patriots, Mac Jones, getting an actual offensive coordinator might help this year. They're probably not going to move off mm-hmm. from them. jets. You have Rogers, Cleveland, Watson, Bengals, Burrow, Pittsburgh with Pickett second year. Ravens, obviously Lamar just signing. Tennessee, drafting Will Levis. Colts, drafting Richardson. Jacksonville, you got Trevor Lawrence. Houston, drafting Bright, um, sorry, C.J. Stroud. Denver, all right, let's see what Russ does. Maybe that's the spot. Uh, If Russ has another stinker of a year with Sean Payton, then all right, Kyler possibly to Denver. But that's about it, because then you got the Chiefs, Mahomes, Raiders bringing Jimmy in, and then the the Chargers with Herbert, who just signed. Like that is nuts. That all sixteen teams in the AFC right now have a pretty solid guy or a rookie at quarterback. That that's like unheard of. That's why I think the AFC is going to be so much fun to watch this year, as far as these teams going up against each other, because there's just so much young talent, but also some actual talent that. And go back and forth. And I've said this multiple times. I'm so happy that the Bills, Brown or Bengals, and uh, Chiefs won their division, so that way we get a Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen all those matchups again this year. Um, but all right, moving on. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about quarterbacks. Let's talk about the three quarterbacks on the show. Quarterback on Netflix. Uh, it's said we'll break down episodes four, four for six or four through six or discuss episodes. I always say breaking down, even though we're just discussing, giving our own opinion, what we take away, what we read from it doesn't mean it's true. It's just kind of our takeaway from it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but yeah, we, we just like to kind of fill in, you know, what we saw. I'm a big body language guy, so I take more body language. Um, you know, what would I get from somebody's body language than actually what they're saying? And I might kind of take things too far, but hey, that's just how I see it and w- w- what I take away. But we'll start with Mariota because to me, he's uh, kind of got the least amount of, I don't know, substance or he just, you know, starts off kind of in the second episode or whatever, uh, or episode five, I mean, you know, his wife's pregnant, but he starts with the, the, um, the Carolina game where that shit was going back and forth. That was a good game. I'm not going to lie though. I remember watching that game where, you know, it goes to overtime. It's crazy. DJ Moore catches that pass for a touchdown. They need an extra point to win, but he takes his helmet off, pushes the extra point back. Then Pinero, that, you know, old time bear, uh, he misses that extra point and it goes to OT and then Atlanta ends up winning. But I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to kind of get a feel for Mariota in these episodes just because again, we discussed this pre-show. He just his energy isn't there, and he just it, it's sad knowing he's gonna lose his job, and it's just sad that 
you know, he doesn't have that confidence. Yeah, um, shout out to DJ Moore, you know, newly acquired Bear, number two. You know, watch out for him and Justin Fields this season. Yeah, no, definitely uh, Atlanta definitely should have lost the game. I also had DJ Moore on my fantasy team last year, and I remember being so excited. And then um, I was like, damn, but yeah. I, 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 so I uh, remember that game as well. Um, but yeah, man, Mariota he talk he talks about this in the um in the series too about how he uh lost his job to Tannehill in Tennessee and how he got to Atlanta and he same thing like it's crazy that he said it and we could see it. Yeah, he was like he lost a lot of confidence when that happened and he came to Atlanta and kind of got his confidence back. But we could see like no, nah, bro, you still kind of you could still see like he kind of lacked the confidence. I, I so I completely. Understand what you're saying with that. Like, you could just feel it. It's like, man, and like, like you said, like his energy is just it lacks confidence. He don't seem like, man, I got this. I know, especially when they when they start losing, it's it's hard to watch. Um, they beat both our teams last year. I mean, yeah, mine not, mine not surprising, but uh, they beat yours. That was that was that was so shocking. So, yeah, yeah. So they had some kind of they kind of. Had uh, some interesting wins earlier in the season, but then it just kind of they turned into what you expected, which was I think the probably the worst division last year, the NFC South. So yeah, Mariota, yeah, he just lack of confidence, man. Um, you know the whole season his his wife is pregnant, so his mind probably is right. You know, transition to a new city, a new system, a new team, and uh, dealing with that, you know, it's kind of all over, all over the uh, place. So. Um, yeah, man, Mariota, he definitely sad to see him lose his job, though. Yeah. And then uh, I know I get it right. Like, not all players are going to have that Brady, Mahomes, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods or Kobe's mentality. Right. And maybe we're we're putting too much pressure on Mariota. But, yeah, it's just you kind of want all your quarterbacks to at least have that. Um, and he definitely doesn't, you know, have that confidence mm-hmm. or, or, or that, you know, mentality. Hey, I'm going to fuck. I'm going to do what I can to will my team to win. Now, moving over to Kirk Cousins, who's kind of got that mentality. I don't think as much as these guys, but he's it's still there. He wants to win a championship. And, you know, I, I thought it was cool that, you know, Nick Mullins, former Niner, he, he gave Cousins some tips on how to remember plays or, or study his plays where he recorded on the phone and then play it back. And then he kind of it's like it, he hears it in the helmet. And that's what it sounds like. So and he just kind of recites the plays. And what I thought was cool is. He does this neurofeedback to train his mind to focus. And he was like looking at his phone and the light dims when your your brain's starting to kind of go to somewhere else. So that's kind of cool how he hones in that. But um, yeah, I think from what I've seen, again, body language and, and like all that on, on some of these uh, clips with O'Connell, he needs to trust him more because there was that one play uh, where he's like, ah, the protection's not good. Like I'm, it's just not going to be there. And, and O'Connell's like, "No, don't worry. You'll you'll get you'll get the ball out." And he threw a touchdown. And he's like, "All right, nice play call. You know, you're right, basically." So I feel like he's trying to question O'Connell. And granted, it is a new system, first year into it. You got to get used to it. It, t- it takes a minute to kind of get used to what your coach wants. So maybe next year they're going to be on the same page, which would be nice because Minnesota could be very scary, especially in that division. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I took away with Cousins. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, new system, new coach. Um, so, uh, pretty much, I like that. I, 
I don't know how much I would assume like the neuro uh stuff that he was that he had going on um is a big part of you know because it is a, I mean you got to be have a brain you got to be mental uh, mentally sound to play the quarterback position and I think it's, it's paying off because I don't think uh, Kirk is like the best but he is a good NFL uh, quarterback yeah, he's he not scrambling all over he had a, a, a few nice scrambles but uh, he's not you know scrambling all over he's doing it He's he, he, man. He got an arm. And he can make certain throws, and mm-hmm. he's he's a pretty good quarterback. So, um, what I got from him versus Mariota is you cannot imagine he's a division rival for me. Um, I found myself rooting for him. I'm like, man, this is I don't like this. I, I shouldn't like this, but I can't help it, man. It's like, damn, Kirk, I just want you to win. <laughs> um, yeah, man. He he. It was it's it's a nice change of pace. I like the three quarterbacks they selected. Mariota, the least obviously. Yeah. But um, he not a superstar, but you root for him. He's yeah. a it's, it's a different feel. He he's a good quarterback, not a not a great one. You know, I mean, I like the I like the pace. I think it's a real good pacing for the uh, series. So yeah, I, I I like I like that about Kirk. Yeah, I definitely liked Cousins episodes four through six more than I did one through three because I I think I discussed this with you. I just didn't like how much he was whining about that injury, which brings me to Mahomes when, you know, he hurts his ankle. And, yes, he was screaming and shit on the sideline, but he was ready to fucking go in, fight anybody. He's like, no, I'm not fucking going to the locker room. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, that's what I love. That's what I want to see out of your quarterback. Like, playoff football, I'm going out there. I don't care how much pain I'm in. I'm fucking fighting through it. And, you know, what was cool with the Mahomes and, and the Chiefs and Andy Reid, I love that they take time on Wednesdays and they call it the lab or the laboratory where, where the players come up and create plays. And to me, it, it kind of – that's it reflects on what we see from the Chiefs on the outside. It's like creative, uh, always uh, – with all these wrinkles – always these fun plays that we've never seen before and it's hard for teams to stop and that's why they're so successful and it it keeps the players engaged the in practice so they're focused they think you know some of these plays might get put into the game and then you the execution's there so it's really cool but what's very fascinating is Mahomes not only does he have all the arm talent and all this but he is just as cerebral I feel like as Brady and Manning like that's what separates him from everybody else because he is just as smart as he is talented. And also another thing is like he's able to take away what a bad or a good game, get off the field, and then focus on his family. And that was cool to see, too. Like this other side of Mahomes that isn't just football. And he's actually a family man, and he can literally just put football on the back burner. Um, but, yeah, real quick, uh, what would you what, you see from him? Um, just to go back to what you were saying about uh Mahomes, it's almost because I want to I'm gonna bring up Brett Favre real quick. I don't, I don't want to say he's not smart, but right, that's very underrated. To not only do you have the physical capability to do these amazing things, you got the brain to know when to do them and when to pull them out and when to try. That's that's a big part. Brett Favre, it was like that, but the opposite. Like you clearly can do it, but it's like why? Like the interceptions, why did you throw that? Why yeah. did you think? I don't know what that is. Like like come on, man. So. I think that's that's a pretty good um comparison. Um, we talk about the Kirk thing. We we can add this discussion off off camera, but uh, yeah, man, I I, I don't think not saying that you think he was faking, but I think he generally uh genuinely was was hurt. And Mahomes, this blew me. I, I saw the part when he you know yeah no I'm I'm going no no I'm going in okay cool. He whined the way he whined irritated the shit out of me. Was, <laughs> oh 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 okay yeah I'm good. 
Yeah, man. I just I just thought that was that was funny with the Mahomes injury and how he, you know, how he how he was yelling and ran and you know, he I mean he went back into the game, but you know, how he was initially yelling. But uh my last point I just wanted to say, um, like you said, this is great that uh Reed gives them that Wednesday to do oh they um on on place. Uh did you see Kirk say he was um I think this may be episode six or seven but um did you see how he takes tuesdays off like uh, oh yeah 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 takes, i was like oh damn like 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 you could just do that he was like yeah um i've been doing this for years i'm taking tuesdays I'm like damn you could okay i guess like, <laughs> it's like yeah the quarterback's not in the building on, on tuesday that was that was kind of cool I was, I was like damn i didn't know that he could just do that i mean i i, I guess it makes sense yeah but it's, it's it's smart that he he does that because you know you get older you get your body a, a true chance to, to to rest. But I wanted to say that uh snow globe man I remember seeing that live. Yeah, that was I, that's got to be the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like how they 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 did the circle and when everybody came out you had uh <laughs> you had Mahomes in the backfield. I think you had uh, McKinnon under the center. I was yeah. like, what the hell? That and it, it was a, it was a simple uh it was a simple uh screen but I was like damn that was that was that was cool yeah because you don't know who to guard I, the quarterback back here who was finna who finna throw the ball what you don't know what's finna happen that was it was great um but uh yeah so I mean I, Mahomes is a superstar and I hope next season they pick like Burrow and it's got to be three different guys though you don't want see three superstars give us three different perspectives i think that was great i, I said before like it's, it's pacing wise you need a superstar allen somebody you know yeah. you need one superstar guy one kind of mid-level guy somebody interesting though somebody who we can you know and luckily they had that kind of Cinder cinderella season so you need the middle guy and then you need the guy kind of fighting for us it's perfect it's, it's a, a great idea so i hope they hope they keep doing it man yeah honestly I would love for them to follow a rookie. I would love for them to follow like a guy. Like, yeah. listen, if my if it was all three, you wanted new quarterbacks to follow for the next season. Obviously, they probably I think they probably already started filming. If I'm not, you know, mistaken. But mm -hmm. anyway, who I would like to see, obviously, Burrow would be like that superstar quarterback. Then mm -hmm. I would like to see Garoppolo. Just because he's very interesting, um, like he's been, you know, yeah. injuries and shit like that, and first year in Vegas, and then like a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young, like get one of the top guys, uh, in there that that were drafted this year, and, and kind of follow a rookie around to see how it's like for a rookie quarterback, uh, in this league. But again, is that too 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 many distractions for a rookie to kind of get situated and, and start? Like and then if you don't do a rookie, um. Then I don't know. Like I, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Jordan Love. Obviously, Justin Fields, we heard already turned it down, so he would be out of it. Or a Tua, mm. like something like that. Like give, give some, some of these guys that you know aren't quite superstars, but are very good talents, uh, to kind of get them to the spotlight. The middle guy, yeah, I think we both agree with the superstar, Allen, uh, Burrow, somebody like that. The middle guy got to be right, somebody who I think is going to break out, Trevor. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Herbert, Justin Fields, if if he was to was to do it. It's gotta be kind of one of those guys who one of those middle guys who can, you know. Um and then I yeah, I the rookie thing, I like that idea. That's a great idea. 
But um, right. Like, would it be too many distractions? Maybe somebody like Richardson who who sit behind somebody for a couple of weeks and then, you know, I don't write. That distraction thing is a big thing, though. You don't want too much going on his head. You don't want him to be worried, focused on that. So interesting, though. Very, very uh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Um, fantasy football is around the corner, though. So we're like next episode, we'll talk about. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to go like our top five picks, probably our top five picks at each position and then two sleepers at any position. Um, just guys that we think are going to have good years that, that, you know, that could be a rookie. That could be a guy on a new team. That could be a guy who um, could have been injured last year, who was on pace for a good season or just somebody that we're going to pick. And, you know, we just have a feeling with a new quarterback or something that they're going to have a better year than last year. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, again, we'll talk some fantasy because fantasy is around the corner. I want to get into the dynasty league. Haven't been in one yet. We're, we're trying to figure that out and maybe start one up. Um, but yeah, this has been the final play joined by Justin Matthews again, always as always great having you on bro. Love talking sports with you. Um, hope you have a good rest of your weekend and we will talk to you soon you have just tuned into the final play with mikey clutch on chicagolandsportsradio.com it's not just sports it's a way of life